valuable person. You're not a number. You're not a ledger entry. You could never be replaced with AI or any technology or anything else. You're unique. Your uniqueness, your consciousness could never be bought or sold. It's priceless. I see you and you see yourself and who is anybody kidding? The purpose of this show is to give you some encouragement and some recognition and some daily inspiration to uplift you as you start your day or to end your day or any time of day and to help you get your best foot forward because your value is appreciated here. If you're a small business owner, a wage worker, someone trying so hard to make it in these challenging circumstances, you are a hero. You are the heroes and the heroines of this show's story, regardless of your political affiliations or religious beliefs or traditions or tribes. You're the value in this economy and you're seen. In a world of destruction and degradation, the world should see you for the value that you create, for the value that you are, for the inherent value that you possess. And if you're working a job and you are homeless or houseless and you have to live in shelters or cars, this podcast is dedicated to you. Your resilience is recognized and you're not alone here. Different people do different things when they wake up. Do you know what I do? I smell the inside of my nose. And then I hold on to the bed and make sure I'm really here because it's so hard to believe. And then I exhale and I step outside and I make sure the stars are still where they usually are. It's a moment of quiet, anxious wonderment every morning. And I suppose one might say I'm an empiricist. Things are what they are. And that is a pretty scary idea for a lot of people. Hey, it's me, Herschel. I got a really short one for you today. A really short one, but I am going to go on and do, after this is done, after I'm done recording this, I am going to go do a live stream on Rumble, because I've never done one before, and I thought it would be fun to do something like that during the Super Bowl, to find people who don't care about the Super Bowl. (laughs) It's for people who don't care about the Super Bowl today, okay? I don't care about it. It's... Footballs are poops. They're just big poops. And I'm athletic. I could play football. I was good at it, but I don't care about it. So that's how that is. But let's get into my weird little story. It's really short, super short. And arguably, there are people who could say, well, it's not really flash fiction. It's more of like an essay or something. But I don't think it's really... I think it qualifies as flash fiction because I came up... I invented a new word. So for the time being, it's fiction, Because it's not a real word, so that means it's a fake word. It's a fiction. So the story is about a fictional word, therefore, I'll allow it to be part of Flash Fiction February. Get it? I make the rules. I make the rules. So that's how this is. Ready? Listen. I'm going to read it to you. American politicians spend too much time raising money. They don't have time to make good policy or to care how it affects us. That is an example of a conundrum. As a writer and a podcaster who has a goal of making an income, that is also a conundrum. Why? Because I have to spend time finding ways to provide the income I need to keep on creating even though the creating isn't producing income. Then I have to do the work of self-promotion. Then, while the attempts at promotion are happening, there is no time to actually do the creating. This is a conundrum. Therefore, the life of a writer is defined by this new derivation I have of the word conundrum. The life of a writer is defined by the word 
Conan Drumnall. It's a Conan Drumnall existence. There you go. There's my new word. I have to keep writing, but I have to make some income. Therefore, I have to spend time promoting and shopping stuff around. But that takes time away from the actual fun part of writing and creating. That's a Conan Drumnall life. That's what that is. What happens next is the cheesy stuff. I hate advertising and all of that self-promotion stuff so much that I write cheesy, ironic, kitschy self-promotion copy as an exercise of frustration and the dumb people think it's serious. This sort of thing narrows my audience down significantly because people who don't have that sense of humor won't know whether I'm serious or not. I'm not sure if I want them to be my audience Anyway, like they might not fit, you know. So honestly, though, when a when content marketing is done really well, that is really cool. Like when the content is the marketing, when the content is the marketing and it's done really well, that's the funnest, the best, most entertaining stuff. Do you remember J.R. Bob Dobbs in the Church of the Subgenius? That was hilarious, and it was a lot of fun. Another group that used their content as their marketing was the Neotech Society. That was some fun, brilliant writing, and a bold, confident, and successful mail order business. They found a way to get paid for their writing by selling their writing through the mail. They marketed their writing in the mail with marketing letters. (laughs) and then people bought the books and they made decent they made a really nice income for a long time and the writing was a a riot I mean it was somewhat controversial and it was obviously you know income oriented project but it was a lot of fun and worth it if you were reading that material in those days that was fun writing fun reading and worth the money I can say for sure that the podcasting is helping me to stay motivated and to keep the ideas coming Several other stories I have written have seeds for new stories. That's how that works. I'll be going through all of these stories and I've, you know, I'm finding new stories to write out of them. And that's what you want. It's like a foundation. So I have to find a way for this Conan Drumnall situation to work in my favor. I'll have to find a way to make all the writing work for me, whether it's cheesy copy, a story I need to write, or some kind of a combination of all of it. I remember that Neotech group. They were fun, and I got into a nice email conversation with like the main publisher guy of that once, and he had these great ideas for writing some things, and he shared those ideas with me, and I'm not going to share them with you because they're not my ideas. That would be not nice to do. I mean, not not unnice, but just like it wouldn't be appropriate. I wish he would do them. I wish he would go and write the next book that he said he was going to write because it would just be so hilarious and I would be out on the street corner selling it. I would be out on the streets selling that book if he writes it. So anyway, there it is for today. That is my very short and very dubious version of... For today... So let's just get right out into the send-off and get it done. And then I'm going to do some live streaming. And the reason I'm going to do live streaming is because I want to practice doing that. And I'm going to do it during the Super Bowl. 
And I figure if I can find some people to watch me during the Super Bowl, that would be a really good audience for me. And so that's why I'm going to do it. But in the meantime, let's read the send-off because it's so a thing I do every single day. And it's the same every day, only different, although I'm going to be getting busy pretty soon and I'm probably going to have to start canning these and putting them on my podcast at the end separately rather than reading them each time because I'm going to be getting busy here. But let's do the send-off now. This place where we live is not a joke. When I gaze at the stars at night, when I look out over the hills during the day, I'm consistently reminded that we live on a planet in space, wailing through the galaxy like a screaming rock. We're on such a small planet in such a tiny galaxy that no matter where we are in our galactic cycle, the universe of stars seem immovable. That's incredible. We're a moment. We're an instant in an infinite universe. We're an infinite in an instant universe. And every event that has ever happened here and that will ever happen here happened simultaneously in the snap of a finger. The instances of existence are so close in proximity that the whole thing is a singular material event. It's essentially over already. It's hard to believe we're even experiencing it. I hope we can be here tomorrow. There are people who would say that makes us insignificant. I strongly, very strongly disagree. The fact that we are improbable is the very thing that makes us momentous. We're conscious beings who can observe ourselves. We are consciousness observing itself. You are a refraction of light from a single source. You are the individual and the whole. Simultaneously, you're a masterful, mysterious, distinctive, and anomalous paradox, and I'd say that's rather significant. In the context of the time that our galaxy is here, and the infinitesimal millifraction of time that we each have within that context, the reality of your consciousness and your power to observe and manipulate matter to use space and the essence of your energy and your planning and time usage in this three-dimensional plane, the influence of your refraction of the source is immeasurably exponential in the cosmic expanse because it expands as far as you're able to observe into the infinite universe because your observation affects it. You are rare. You're not only a body, you have radiance. You radiate. Your eyes can't see the frequency, but there is light. You are a luminescent jewel that can shine on yourself from within yourself. You are significant beyond the perception of anyone else. Shine on yourself while you shine on others. And it's such an honor that you shine on me. Thank you. Now, smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now.